Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Hello, hello. It's a new week. And welcome again. This is the week that the Lord has made, and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. God loves you, and we do also. Yes. And so we are hoping that you listen to last week's podcast, because we're going to pick up where we left off last week. Yes, we are. Last week, we talked about enjoying each other's company. Yes. Husband and wife. Husband and wife. And... um. And we also looked at ways to for you to enjoy each other's company. So I just said that. Um, so we gave you some definitions. And I kind of wanted to start here uh, because we talked about joy. And Doug posed the question about um, the biblical definition. Or he pretty much said that sounds like the Bible is contradicting itself. When in fact, the definition that I gave was not the biblical definition of uh, joy, Uh, joy of feeling. That was one of the things we talked about last week, Um, the Merriam-Webster's definition of feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Uh, This week, we're going to continue that discussion, but we're also going to come to you from the standpoint of the biblical joy. Biblical joy. Yes. So Uh-oh. let's start. Let's start there. Biblical joy. Uh, the biblical meaning of joy is <laughs> it, it. It's what's so funny? Because we, I feel like I'm getting ready to take an exam I study for. Because we get ready to talk about this, like the biblical meaning of joy. Because <laughs> last week you was like, I want to keep this lighthearted. Uh, yeah, I, know, I just want to keep it. I just want to be. Uh, hey, can we all just get along? And you yes. just came back with the spiritual. Yes, the we just want to we just want to set set the foundation for our conversation. Okay, we want to make sure that people understand that joy is not a feeling. It's not something that you can conjure up. It has to be rooted in you. Okay, all right. Okay, so the biblical meaning of joy is in its fuller spiritual meaning of expressing God's goodness. It involves more. It's a deep-rooted, inspired happiness. Uh, Biblical joy is choosing to respond to external circumstances with inner contentment and satisfaction. That's a lot to say. I'll say it again then. (laughs) Biblical joy is choosing, it's a choice, Mm -hmm. to respond to external circumstances with inner contentment and satisfaction. You have to be contented within yourself Mm -hmm. to have biblical joy, Jesus joy. It's a fruit of the spirit. We talked about that last week. And in order to have that type of joy, it's a choice that you make. Yeah. You choose that, you know what, regardless of what's going on around me, the outer circumstances, Mm -hmm. I'm going to rejoice anyway. We started the podcast this is the week that the Lord has made. We are going to rejoice and be glad. And it's a choice. It's a choice in how you respond. Again, we're, we're still talking about enjoying each other's company. Yes, we are. But, but we wanted to kind of break down the okay. meaning of joy. Okay. All right. So that people could say, you know, some because I can hear someone saying out there in podcast land. You don't know who I'm married to. And you're right. I don't. 
Yeah. And you don't know. They don't know, know who you married to. You, <laughs> well, they know a little bit. You've kind of shown your true colors here on this podcast. But they may say, you don't know who I'm married to. You don't know what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. And you're right. I don't. But regardless of what you're dealing with, regardless of the circumstances, you can still choose to have joy in the midst of that. Okay. You, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Joy is a choice. It's rooted. It's contentment. It's peace in your soul. And it's a fruit of the spirit. And it is the fruit of the spirit. The it second is the second one. fruit of the spirit. You ever find out what two means? I the number did. Two? I did. Oh. There are actually a couple oh. of um, um, references to the number two. Two union. Okay. Two people get married. Yeah. And they become one, but they are two people. Okay. So in union. Uh-huh. Also, it also talks about division and separation. What? Yes. So depending on how <laughs> you look at... We're talking math now? We're talking... No, we're not talking <laughs> math. So depending on how you look at it... Mm-hmm. And... You know, now I feel like I have a pop quiz because I didn't plan on discussing the number two when he asked me this question. I, all you had to do was say you didn't know. I did know because I okay. looked it up. I didn't want to tell you I didn't know. I okay. didn't delve as deep as you wanted me to. But there are certain, there are several references mm-hmm. to the number two. Mm-hmm. So we'll get back to that. Okay. I don't we'll want to throw back. you off. We'll get back to you, number you, two. You really did. That okay. was not in the, the plan. Sorry. That wasn't in your manuscript. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. Um. As I try to get back on track here. Okay. Um, so we were talking about joy mm-hmm. being inner contentment. And to me, that means that joy is intrinsic. It's something that you feel internally. It's something that the, no matter what's going on on the outside, inside, you choose to have joy. And it's nothing like having that inner joy because then you're at peace. You don't have all these frustrations that you normally would if you just choose to have joy. Um, it has nothing to do with anything going on on outside of you. Happiness comes from what's happening, which is totally different from joy. People are happy because something specific happened. You know, I got a check in the mail. I'm happy. You know, I got a raise. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I got this going on. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So what? You want to interject? No, I'm, I'm, I, I am thoroughly. You are blessing me over here again for those. This is our first time doing this we 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 do this live and i am i am being blessed over here oh okay about to give you an offer all right well send it Coach i ain't say it was gonna be slow. money <laughs> <laughs> anyway i choose to have joy anyway okay um so we can express god's goodness uh in the attitude that we have with our spouse so we're talking about enjoying each other's company mm-hmm. and that when i was Thinking about what we were going to talk about this week, I was thinking about attitude and how nobody enjoys being around someone with low energy, no enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lackadaisical attitude, mm-hmm. like I'll do it, but you know, mm-hmm. but bad body language mm-hmm. and, you know, your attitude. Some of you may have heard this uh, phrase your in attitude. church before, your attitude determines your latitude. Your latitude? I've never heard your that. Your latitude. Your attitude determines your latitude. I've How? never heard that in church. You have never heard that before? I've never heard that in church. And we've been married 32 years? 
33 there. Yes. So we've been going to the same church together. What you, church you been going he to? He must have dozed oh, off dozed during off. that sermon. <laughs> I've heard your attitude determines your altitude. No, latitude. You've never heard your attitude determines your altitude in church? Potato, potato, same thing. Okay. okay. So maybe I heard latitude, latitude when you heard altitude. Okay. Um, but what we're both trying to say here yes. is that if you want your marriage to go to higher heights, then you're going to have to change your attitude. You're going to have to, again, we talked about this last week, take a long, hard look at the man in the mirror, make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're getting ready to go out, maybe you need to go really look in the mirror and say, okay, have a conversation yeah. with yourself and say, okay, you know what? Let me get it together. We can re go out. You know, I'm upset about whatever, or I'm not feeling him or I'm not feeling her, but you know what? I'm going to have Jesus joy and we're going to go have a good time. Um, you want the time that you spend with your spouse to improve. Mm-hmm. If you want the time to thrive, mm-hmm. be enjoyable, then just maybe it just starts with your attitude. Do an attitude check. And then make an attitude adjustment. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes some people may say, well, she's not acting right mm-hmm. or he's not acting right. You got to plant this seed. You you be the uh, change that you wish to see in your marriage. Yeah. You change your attitude. You line up. You do what you're supposed to do. You do it. You do it. And you do it. <laughs> Um, it's Norbit. So, Norbit, yes, that came from a movie. You do it. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I felt a Rasputia spirit. <laughs> but yeah, you do it. You do it. Um, stop waiting for your spouse to be the one to get right first. You get right. You do right. If you want to have joy, then it's a choice that you make. You can't control your spouse. You can only control yourself. So, can I inject? Because I don't, I, you're on a roll. Please I do. Am. Because again, y'all may not believe this, but Renee and I, we did not look at each other's notes. And when you were talking about attitude, um, the thing that the Lord gave me was um, stop complaining. Mm. Nobody wants to be around someone who's always complaining. Yeah, I can attest to that because I used to be a, a habitual complainer. <laughs> 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 I will admit, I will admit, I complained. I complained. I got on my own nerves, y'all. I complained. Yeah. And I know it got on his nerves. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So when you complain and if you have children in your house, in the house, they're going to pick up on that spirit, that vibe. And then everybody's going to start complaining. I mean, you're complaining. The kids are complaining. The dog is complaining. The fish are complaining. And so, again, coming back with when you were talking about your attitude, um, the children of Israel, it took them 40 years to make a two-week journey mm-hmm. because they were complaining. And I remember listening to the first time I think I heard this really uh, was Joyce Meyer. And she was talking about, if you've ever listened to her, she's been very transparent about her her life and her early struggles And she was talking about her mouth and how, you know, she was complaining. And so she, you know, talked about Deuteronomy 1, 1 and 2. And it it clearly states it takes 11 days to travel from where they were to where God wanted to take the children of Israel. But 
because they complained it took them 40 years to make a two-week journey. And maybe, just maybe, you're hindering your own marriage by the words coming out of your mouth because of your attitude. Yes. So I thought that was interesting because, again, y'all, we we did not look at each other's notes when we started doing this podcast. Yeah, and the scripture that comes to my mind is death and life is in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. And that is so important for us to realize whether you're married or not, what we say can either speak life or it can speak death. Yeah. And like the old saying goes, which is so untrue, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Yeah, that's a lie. That's so untrue. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can kill a spirit. Exactly. Um, You speak those words out in the atmosphere. You can't take words back. Bones heal. Sometimes words cause more damage than than you can recoup. Um, um, So leave your bad mood and your tood, short for attitude, at the door. Um, Throw it away and don't take it when you guys go out because you're not going to enjoy each other's company. And not only are you not going to enjoy your spouse's company, but you're not even going to enjoy yourself. Come on, let's keep it real. Keep let's, it real. Let's keep it 100. Keep it real. You know that when you have an attitude, you're not happy. You're sitting around, you know, with an attitude, mad. Y'all both doing yourselves a disservice. Mm-hmm. Just, just let it go. And half the time, truth be told, we're mad at stuff that's not even worth that energy. But, it's just negative energy. So when you were talking about leaving your attitude at the door, maybe some people seriously need to just go outside their house and come back in. Take that negative energy, mm-hmm. that attitude outside and leave it outside mm-hmm. and come back in the house, a new person, a right. different person. Right. And when I said the door, I didn't mean inside the door. I meant outside, yeah, the, outside door. the door. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was saying they need to go outside the house since we're all, I ain't going to say everybody's at COVID. Some people actually going to work. God bless you for all those who still have to go into the office and work or wherever you may be having to go into work. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So we were talking about the biblical meaning of joy. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking about enjoying each other's company. Um, The prefix N E N means within or occurring in. The Greek meaning of en is energy or enthusiasm. You want to have an enthusiastic joy with your spouse. So you want to enjoy within that relationship. You want to have energy and you want to have enthusiasm. Selah. So you said within, okay, the prefix en means within, within me. Within. Mm -hmm. Within me. Okay. So I have to have energy or enthusiasm within me? Yes. Oh, so So I can't look to you to give me joy. Exactly. Exactly. So the Greek meaning of en is energy, enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. within. 
So I'm looking for that. And sometimes more more so, generally speaking, generally speaking, you know, the the woman or the, the wife thinks the husband's going to ride in on the white horse to save the day and just save her from all her problems. Generally speaking, not, that's what we he's, see. He's not going to? No. Nah. What? Somebody <laughs> done told us wrong when we were little girls. <laughs> nah, that's not going to happen. He, he going to come in with his own problems. He ain't coming in on the horse. He might just walk in with his own problems. But um, that's that's the picture we've been shown for years or told for years in certain communities is that, you know, somebody's going to ride in on a horse and sweep you off your feet and save the day and just you'll live happily ever after. And that's not true. And a lot of times we need to take out the the negative or the false images that we have. Again, this is still, we're talking about our spouse, you know, but because we have these images of who our spouse should be or what they should say or how they should react, when they do react a certain way, when they're being themselves, we get frustrated with them because we have a a thought in our mind or mm-hmm. uh, this preconceived yeah, notion. exactly, of what they should do or what they should say. And so sometimes you got to, I know we talked about last week of peeling back the onion. Sometimes you got to take all that stuff out of you. Yeah. You got to yeah. go in a spiritual purge. Yeah, exactly. And basically to piggyback off of what you're saying, Doug, is if you don't have joy, it's not your spouse's fault. Uh-oh. You can't blame your spouse. And even if your spouse did something to upset you and you have a legitimate reason to be upset with them. The Bible says it's okay to be angry, but mm-hmm. sin not. But the fruit of the spirit again is love. Second one is joy. Yeah. So regardless of the fact that they upset you and you might have a right to be upset, a valid reason. that does not mean mm-hmm. that you cannot have joy. That does not mean that you let them steal your joy. Yeah, yeah. The enemy cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. So if that means taking your joy, taking your happiness, taking your peace, and causing tension between you and your spouse so that y'all can enjoy your, each other's company, then you've allowed him to do that. Don't give any place to the devil. And sometimes that thing that you should be upset about, Mm -hmm. you have a right to be upset about, causes more problems than just the initial uh, infraction, if you will. So is there a place in the Bible where it says the joy of the Lord is my strength? Yes. That's somewhere in the Bible. Okay. Psalms. Psalm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also the old church used to say, I know this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me, and, and the, the world, world can't, can't take, take it, it away. away. <laughs> so hold on to your joy, because if the joy of the Lord is your strength, if you allow, like Renee said, if you allow the enemy to to steal your joy, however it may come, you know, through your spouse, through your children, through your job, whatever, then coming back to the Greek meaning, you won't have any energy. You won't be enthusiastic. Mm. Because you you don't have no strength, you the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you you gotta have keep your joy, 
fight for your joy. And I don't, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm just over here happy. Well, praise well, the Lord. Well, I, I guess I should be joyful. Yes, joyful. Okay, yes. I should be joyful. 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 You, you blessing me. Go so, on. I have Go a on. couple of scriptures that I want to read. Go on now. Um, and I'm going to, while he's in his joyful spirit, I'm going to ask him to find exactly where the joy of the Lord is. Our strength is, I believe it's in Psalm. I'm going to start with Psalm 16, 1. Um, Because I submit to you that you need to get in the presence of God. If the if the joy of the Lord is your strength, that means God, the Lord, is the source of joy. So if you're not finding joy, then you need to get in the presence of God to get that joy. You need to lay before him. You need to pray and you need to ask for joy. You need to ask for his peace and his presence. And um, Psalm 16, one says, that will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Next scripture I want to give you is John 16 and 24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. So again, we're looking for joy in all the wrong places. We're looking for joy from our spouse. We're looking from, for joy from external sources. Joy is from within. Joy is in the presence of the Lord. Proverbs 15 and 23, a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. Ooh. And a word spoken in due season, how good is it? I'm going to read that one again. Proverbs 15 and 23, the book of wisdom, y'all. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? So the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, That's in Nehemiah 8 and 10. Okay. You were close. You said song. <laughs> I wasn't close. That's why I wanted you to look it up because when I said it, I said. Mm. You were close. It was in the Old Testament. Isn't it? Okay. You were no. close. I was close. Okay. All right. So a couple of joy killers. Um, and I'm not going to elaborate on these. Pride. Pride is something that can kill anything. Mm-hmm. You thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to. I deserve, he should, she should. It's about me, 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 me. Um, then you put yourself on this pedestal and you're, you're killing your joy and you're killing um, the opportunity for your spouse to enjoy you. Yeah. <laughs> I know the Bible says pride come before the fall. Yes. I know that's this. in there. And all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Uh-oh. Um, so we need to be careful. This is one we talked about numerous times in our podcast, selfishness. You are not going to be able to enjoy your spouse's company if you're if it's all about you. Mm-hmm. We only going to go where I want to go. We only want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. We only going to laugh at what I think is funny. <laughs> What's funny? 
I don't know. I just wanted to laugh at that moment. Okay. Well, because I don't know. Because everybody's sense of humor is different. Yeah. And I've learned to laugh at you, whether I thought it was funny or not. Sometimes I'm just laughing because you're laughing. I'm like, okay, he's happy. So no, because I know. am funny. Um, so anyway, and then the next no, one. No, come back to selfishness. <laughs> I'm I'm going to take it a step further. Not only will you not enjoy your spouse if you're selfish, you won't even really enjoy your marriage mm. if you're selfish. You're going to have a hard time enjoying your marriage because I know you've said this countless times. Selfish people should not should get not married. Should not get married. Absolutely. It, because you can't. If you're looking for it to be one sided, you're going to be disappointed. You setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And if it's all about you getting your way all the time, you're setting yourself up for failure and major disappointment. Because if you're looking for somebody to ride in on that white horse to save you, maybe your spouses has the same vision. They're waiting for somebody to ride in on the white horse to save them. Mm. So everybody's looking for somebody to save them. Mm. Okay. Never mind. I'll just keep it moving. Yeah. So next one, (laughs) poor communication. Oh, yeah. We talk about communication. We, We can't get away from that subject. You have to communicate with your spouse. And if there's something that you find is making you uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you should be able to express that to them and allow them to express to you that, well, this is who I am and this is what I like to do. Let's find some common ground in whatever this, I'm doing air quotes, y'all can't see me in podcast land, whatever this is. I see you. You see me? Okay. Yeah, so make sure that your communication is is open and honest, respectful, clear and concise, consistent. You got to communicate all the time. I don't care how long you've been married. You know, you watch stuff on TV and people say, oh, we, we're so in sync. He finished my thoughts. No, mm. that, no. <laughs> that, and it's not that doesn't cute. happen. <laughs> Sometimes it does, but it's not cute. Don't finish my like, thoughts. Mm, no, mm, no, <laughs> no. Girl, mm, no. Like no. they hit a nerve with you. Mm, right. No, no, <laughs> no. Not cute. <laughs> and for those of you who are single who listen to this podcast, you may think it's cute when you're dating. Trust me, what looks cute when you're dating ends up not looking cute when you get married. Yeah. Mm, no, don't finish my thought. Let me speak. Let yeah. me finish what I got to say. Even if you knew what I was going to say, let me still say it, please. Yeah, Yeah, because then that'll turn into it. You'll start thinking, is he embarrassed by me or is he, she embarrassed by me? Why will, why they don't want me to um, speak in public and things like that? You know, I, I have something I want to say. I want to contribute to the conversation. So yeah, when you think it's cute when you're dating, but as you get older and, you know, and far as marriage is concerned, you're not going to think that's cute. No, not cute. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> oh, you want me to go? So coming mm-hmm. back, coming back to um, uh, your attitude, your disposition. We talked about complaining and I want to talk about nagging. Um, just the, again, this is practical. I'm giving practical tips to just, you know, help you get along with your spouse, enjoy each other's company. Just stop nagging. Nobody mm. wants to could, be. And that could be a man or a woman. Man or woman. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, most people always say nagging, that's a woman, but men men nag too in their own way. Yes, yes. And um in Proverbs twenty one and nine, it says better to this is the message Bible. Better to live alone in a tumble down shack than share a mansion with a nagging spouse. Just like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a man or a woman. Um Proverbs twenty seven, fifteen and sixteen talks about nagging spouse. Proverbs 25 and 24 talks about nagging spouse. Proverbs 19 and 13 talks about a nagging spouse. So no one wants to be around anyone who's always nagging them. Mm. Need you to take out trash. Need you to change light bulb. Need you to do this. Need you to do that. Need you to mow the lawn. Need you to walk the dog. Need you to do that. Need you to do that. Why you didn't do this? Why you didn't do that? Just stop. Just stop. Just <laughs> stop. Please. <laughs> please stop in the name of love yeah for the sake of your marriage please <laughs> just stop and you said something last week um you talked about you know you god took you off social media and maybe that's something some of the people who are listening to us stay get off social media for a while take a break yes. from social media yes can i put a plug in right there plug away and I think we talked about this before with the images you see on social media, the pictures of people smiling, the pictures of people being happy. That can be another joy killer because you are looking at an image on social media and then you're expecting that to play out in your life. You're expecting mm. that to play out in your marriage. You're expecting, well, how come we can't pose like them or how come we can't dress like mm-hmm. them or they went to um, Bermuda for the holidays. How come we can't do this? Because we broke. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can't go. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just <laughs> he ain't talking about us, y'all. <laughs> um but you messed me up. <laughs> How come we can't go to Bermuda? What yeah, so stop looking at social media as your as your example yeah. or as your, you know, your where you want to achieve in yeah. your relationship with your spouse, because that can definitely, uh, it can mess you up. Yeah. It can mess you up. And That's not why the Lord had me get off of social media. Um, it was just a distraction for me. And that's another thing. It could just be a, a distraction that you need to eliminate. Yeah. You said something interesting a couple of minutes ago before I threw you off with the we're broke comment. Um, you're looking at someone else, an image of someone else's marriage, try to play out in your marriage. That's what you said. And I, mm-hmm. I'm just paraphrasing what you said. And so that you're, you're never going to enjoy your spouse trying to play out the image you see in someone else's marriage. Mm. The two of you are individuals. You're not the people who you see on the internet, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever else you may be looking at um, these couples posting things. You're not them, you know, so don't try to be them and don't take, like you said, that snapshot in time and say, Hey, this is our marriage. No, it's not. And I have to throw one, another thing out there and I know the Lord want me to say it because when I first heard it I was thinking uh nope and then it came back in my head pornography 
How are you going to enjoy your spouse intimately if you're trying to get them to be some image that you watched on a computer or a tape or however Mm -hmm. they look at it these days? Um, You got to be careful of allowing that type of spirit to infiltrate your marriage because it's a trickety enemy. Because then now you want your spouse to swing from a sand, can't even say a chandelier, or from the ceiling fan because you saw somebody on a screen mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing. You got to be very careful. You want to enjoy your spouse for who your spouse is. Yeah. God gave you ten fingers and ten toes. I don't know where that came from, but okay. You know, you say enjoy each other's, enjoy your spouse. I was going to say something else, but I, I, I won't say it. But um, yeah, so pornography, you know, in our house, we don't watch, well, we don't even have certain TV channels in our house. Certain, you know, whether it's cable channels, things of that nature, we don't even subscribe to those packages. So there's certain things that are not, coming into our house as far as TV channels are concerned. Certain movies, like you said, pornography, certain movies we don't watch, um, certain types of music, don't listen to certain stations. All this stuff um, plays into you not enjoying the company of your spouse because, and I didn't realize this until probably a few years ago um, when you started becoming a, uh, what do you do? What do you do? Personal, Personal trainer. trainer. Yeah. You Hello. are what you eat. You are what you eat. <laughs> and so if you're eating worldly stuff and you're putting um, um, pornography and certain types of music and list and you're on certain, you know, social media feeds and you're feeding yourself all this uh, ungodly stuff. Let's and just call it yourself, what it is. your spirit, your yeah. soul. This is what you're feeding your spirit yeah. and your soul, man. Then garbage in, garbage out, trash in, trash out. Yes. You know? And so to take it to a sports analogy, sometimes you got to tune out the noise. You got to get rid of all the noise, the the exterior noise, the outside noise. So it's just I can focus on my spouse. And that comes back to something you said when we first started out. Maybe I think it was the last podcast, prayer. When it starts with prayer. Yes. Get along with God. Pray, get all that stuff out of you, and then you'll be able to enjoy your spouse. Exactly. And it's not going to take one one trip to <laughs> to God. Yeah. I'm going to get on my knees today. He's going to deliver me, and then I'm going to get up, and I'm going to be a changed person. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Yeah. Give us this day our daily bread. So enjoy each other's company this week and be blessed. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. 
We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.